On this episode of AV Week, the AR and VR segment of the industry is exploding over $2 billion. We take a look at what that means for the AV industry. Also looking at security and network infrastructure and how we can make our AV systems more secure. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 483, recorded Friday, November 20th, 2020. Encrypt me. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer, AV Beyond the Box, and by Draper. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. The time you're listening to this uh, here in the States, it will be the week of Thanksgiving, uh, and my three guests uh, will be uh, partaking in that this week in some way, shape, or form. First and foremost, the kind of the reason that we're able to celebrate Thanksgiving is Simon Dudley, because he's English, and that was a really bad historical joke. So how are you, sir? (laughs) I'm great. I, I think like, it was thanks that they survived the winter, not thanks that they left England and well, forgot to bring in any fishing potato, hooks with potato, them. Potato, potato, you know. It is somewhat. They, they left England because y'all were persecuting people. No, no, actually it wasn't that. It was that they weren't per- persecuting enough Catholics in oh, England and they decided okay. to leave. But, you know, yeah, history, mythology, it? you pick. <laughs> well, this is America and never mind. We're not going to get it is. Kirsten Nelson, <laughs> help me. Uh, how are you? Thank you for joining us. You, can, you, should, you should hire her to write fantastic things and, and say smart things. How are you, ma'am? Yes. Well, thanks. Thanks for that uh, promotional opportunity, Tim. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, last but not least, uh, Corey Schaefer, my, uh, my, 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 my friend from the uh, west side of the uh, U.S., but also from QSC. So welcome, ma'am. Hi, Tim. I'm thankful to be here this week. There we go. Wrap that all around, kids. See what we did there. All right. uh, (laughs) Let's start here um, with our friends over at uh, SCN and AV Network, the integration guide to secure uh, AV. Yes, if you click on the link, it is a um, it's it's an ad for uh, one of their guides. But I wanted to point this out here. Because talking, uh, they they interview uh, folks like Cenex and some other um, folks talking about uh, now that we are, at least a number of folks are working from home, uh, you've got remote work happening, you have video conferencing, but you also have some pretty secure things happening. Um, Corey, I want to start with you. When it comes to network security and thing, things that the manufacturers can do, when you guys look at things as simple as a pen test, which is penetration test, you put a device on oh, a network. Oh, yeah, as things. simple as a pen test. Yeah. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say that. It's not that doing the test is not simple, but that's like one of the pretty basic things you can do, right, is putting a device on the network seeing if, if it can be accessed from the outside, right? Uh, seeing what you can, what you can penetrate, be, be, you know, beyond some, something like that or QSC or other manufacturers lending equipment to, you know, institutions and, and, and um, companies to put it on their network. What are some of the things that, that, you know, manufacturers can do not only to, to, you know, secure their, their products, but also to help their dealers understand the severity of this issue. I think the biggest part is education, right? Because it gives your channel partners an opportunity to um, have a competitive weapon when they're talking with their customers. So we need to share and educate them on, you know, uh, yes, pen testing. We need to talk to them about encrypted security, VoIP standards. We need to be talking to them about 
things like, um, you know, certificates, um, data um, versus audio encryption, right? And, and the full path of what's happening because there's kind of some marketing that happens when you're like, hey, the audio is encrypted. Okay, that, that's really cool for the room, um, right? But it's, we're not talking about the full side. So I think that um, we need to do, we as manufacturers should be equipping our partners with education and uh, with really meaty, um, with real meat as it relates to the security side because customers are asking that for that. And quite frankly, all the platforms as well. So, you know, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, you know, Zoom has had this pop up you know, year after year, right? So um, it, it's really important that as we go through these certification processes that um, we're really communicating what that really means um, and not just that it's a, a token badge that you get to put on, you know, your marketing materials, but really fully um, giving the, our partners, being partners and educating them and arming them with information they need to go in because it's, it's something they need to be integrators uh, might not be investing in as far as having their staff go out and get trained and they can really leverage us manufacturers for that. Yeah, absolutely. Simon, same, the same question from the manufacturer standpoint, you know, um, you used to work for a video conferencing system, a dedicated video conferencing system, not a, not a soft codec. Um, and now you work for a peripheral company as well. Talk for a second about, you know, um, not that that's all, that's all, not all Logitech does, but that is, you know, part of the, of the ecosystem. Sure. Um, you know, talk for a second about that from, I mean, another, again, the manufacturer standpoint. Well, uh, you know, from, from Logitech's perspective, uh, it's a USB device plugged into somebody else's product. Um, so one could argue it's nothing to do with me, right? Um, which is not a reasonable answer. But I would say, uh, I would agree strongly with Corey that, there is a massive opportunity for the resellers. And I, I actually think it's a rather badly missed one because a lot of clients will say, well, you know, the value add that you used to do about installing the gear. Well, I don't want anyone else in my office. So um, actually we'll install it ourselves. And actually we're finding a lot of customers now are just simply realizing this technology is really easy. They can install it themselves. They don't necessarily need an AV reseller to do it for them, depending on the spec. So don't shoot me. Uh, for saying that, but the opportunity is to go to those clients and say, so what's your security profile look like? And the client will go, uh, security profile, at which point, you know, you've got the opportunity to go and sell them a bunch of services because one, it's incredibly important. And two, every company likes to talk about it as in end user customer wants it, but their users don't want it. Um, they think they want it, but actually it just gets in the way. Um, so there's going to be that dichotomy. So as an example, I used to have an open room in my in my Zoom client. And if you just clicked on that, you got into my meeting room. And um, I suddenly discovered that people were using that room when I wasn't in it. So I thought, I know, I'll have a waiting room and everyone will be muted when they get into my room, right? And it worked. But it also stopped the meetings being quite as smooth as they were. And uh, so I went back to the old system and I don't really care if someone's in my meeting room when no one's looking. Uh, and I know that's a ridiculous thing to do, but it's sort of the thing that users want to do. So IT departments want it all locked down. Users want it all open. They need some advice in the middle. Lots of security yeah. and, uh, and consultancy should be sold in that arena. Go and do that. There's lots of money in it. What, what was yes. the what was the number for your 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 meeting room there? Seven. 
I'll check that out after this. Uh, Kirsten, as just, as just you dial know, seven, just dial seven. Okay, I'll do that. That and and forty two. So, um, when you're talking with you know not just integrators but also you know manufacturers, uh, one of the things that Kirsten did for a number of years was help Avixa and, and Infocom, um, you know, coordinate uh, the tide events, but also you know the center stage and talking about security has been one of those topics. You know, when you're talking with, you know, various people throughout the industry, is it something that, that you think that we're taking it serious enough, I guess? Or is it something, an area that we, we have room to grow and have room to, to learn? Yeah, I think we finally did get to a point where it used to be a lot of just peripheral people saying, hey, you guys should pay attention to this. And everyone kind of shrugging. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. And I, I feel like we finally did. We did get to a point where it is a regular part of the conversation. I think we still have a lot to learn, you know, like Corey and Simon are saying, it's an opportunity to learn. And I think people can focus on that right now because it is an opportunity if you can bring that knowledge to your clients. But yeah, I'm kind of, I've been excited to see things like even just like within your own podcast network, you know, the IT factor with Frank Patakala, you know, that's to be able to dig into that subject matter in, in a real way and talk. I, I felt like it's a great moment, a threshold moment too, because so many AV integration firms have had people working on site at giant enterprise clients. And, and that's where they're seeing that, oh, this is a real threat and we should be able to answer questions around these questions. <laughs> like when I put a camera in here, I should be able to securely say, this is safe. <laughs> so I think that finally this is the wave and maybe this is the time that people, while people are kind of pausing as they're trying to gain new skills right now, maybe that's one of the areas they can dig into most. And Kirsten, I also think it's an opportunity for the monitoring services as well, because mm -hmm. able to monitor these touch points in the rooms, uh, you know, and there are so many monitoring and management tools available now. This is a, another great service that integrators should be offering. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me ask you guys one one final question as we wrap up here. And this is more for, for Corey and, and Kirsten, because Simon will say he's right. Uh, is Simon right when he when he says that this is an opportunity, this is a a a possible revenue stream for integrators to say, you know what, here here if you don't know what your security system is, you don't know what your protocols are, let me help you. You know, is is this you know is this an area where we as as dealers can can provide a service? I believe it is, and I think that it's a differentiator. I don't think that our are thinking about it. Not all of them are thinking about it. I think, you know, and I actually downloaded the, that piece and, you know, Josh talking about um, small companies and the need for this, right? So it's probably um, maybe less so on the global type enterprise customers because they either probably have staff or a partner that's doing that for them. But there's, you know, as you look at where is the demographic um, and what, what's that client base, they could probably narrow it down and be able to offer a great service. All right. Uh, the next story here comes to us from our friends over at Sonic Communications. The augmented reality and virtual reality market has recorded more than $2 billion in investment this year. Uh, this is from a, a report by ABI research. Um, one of the things that that is also come out of this is also 500 million uh, in spending in mergers and acquisitions. Simon, I'm going to start with you on this. One of the areas that, and one of the reasons that the report gave was because of COVID and the fact that we are all kind of locked down, you know, depending on where you are. The four of us are in four separate states. 
Uh, we were chatting beforehand how each of those four states has handled this uh, differently. Uh, I tell people I'm from St. Louis. Technically, I am on the Illinois side of St. Louis. And so our fine state is getting ready to go back a step. Uh, we are, I think it is for us, it's, it's uh, uh, level three for us. Um, that means no gyms, no restaurants, no nothing. So because of that, VR and AR apparently has become kind of a darling of investments and um, merchant acquisitions. This is also an area that, that folks have uh, expressed an, an interest in a growth uh, area for AV. Uh, I, I mentioned Kirsten and, and the Tide and the, the center stage. That is also something that people have, have kind of brought to, to that uh, publication and that, that presentation to Infocom year after year. So Simon, is this an area for, for AV to finally get a hold of and get into? Or have we missed the boat on this? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, yes. I'll elaborate um, and say um, not only yes, but here's why. Uh, one of the problems that we've always suffered from, actually, is bringing kit to customer site is, you know, painful and expensive and linear and slow and um, not great. So the ability to use AR, particularly AR, right, augmented to me, augmented is better than um, virtual, but whatever, augmented reality to allow customers to actually experience a product or experience what it would look like in their environment uh, is something that's really interesting because a lot of people look at a piece of paper with a thing on it and go, but how does that actually work in my own world, right? Most people haven't yeah. actually got the great quality of imagination they think they do. And so the ability to see it in place is great. And as a small one, I, I did it recently with a big TV for my, for my boys playroom. I decided my 20 months old needed a great big 4k 75 inch TV. And, uh, and I went and bought him one. Um, and, but I had to check that it worked, you know, was going to fit in the room, the right size. Cause the 85 wasn't that much more. And uh, so I tried it on my phone. It worked great. The ability to look at things like video conferencing rooms and see what they would look like without actually having to go in and put one together. Not only is that great in a COVID world, but it also scales in a post-COVID world. It, it, I think it's a lot of trends that were already in play are now accelerated. It's the old uh, Steve, Steve, not Jobs, the other one. What Microsoft one. Oh. Microsoft one. Um, Gates? Thank no, you. I, Steve, I, you'd think I'd remember Steve, Steve Gates. Steve Ballmer, Bill Gates, even Bill Gates. I'm I'm very nervous. Sorry on this show. He said that most people wildly <laughs> underestimate what can be achieved. So wildly overestimate what can be achieved in a year, and wildly underestimate what can be achieved in ten. And and this awful pandemic, I would argue, has accelerated a whole bunch of trends like video collaboration, like VR and AR, if not technologically, at least from a an adoption perspective by something like that 10 years. Uh, we're seeing think, it in video space. Yeah, I think at the end user level, we were seeing it already coming, right? So like, um, I know Fox Sports had invested in this technology um, a couple of years ago. Live Nation did as well. And um, um, MSG, which is doing the big spheres, right, in London, and then also in Vegas, they've got a version of this as part of those spaces. So they were, customers were already thinking about it. And it's, it's, you know, it's like, how do you reach more people, give them sort of an experience, 
Um, and and I think you know to to new builds and things like that. that we we worked with a university in New Zealand that um, sort of did a version of this. You know, they knew that that like two D images just weren't enough, but they were redoing everything on their campus, and they were thinking about their lecterns and their displays, you know, etc. So they were able to model it, and it just helped them get budget. Right. So because it's not about maybe people don't have the imagination, but it's also about there's something about fully having some sort of an experience where you can see what it's like when you're looking at it, moving around, you know, the room. It really um, kind of gives you a chance to really ponder um, about what your needs really are. You know, so uh, I think this is just really accelerated things. And I think there is an opportunity too for AV integrators like we haven't seen before. You know, I was just talking with some people over at Gensler for a story I was writing about how um, customer experience centers and innovation centers can be repurposed right now. They're sitting empty and dormant. And they were talking about a really what I thought was a perfect new role for our industry. Um, they were talking about the fact that there are all these new tools that are going to be implemented in various enterprise and, and all kinds of spaces. These are tools that will be part of our day-to-day life, you know, now and into the future, especially as we adopt hybrid environments, we're going to be living in a hybrid world. You know, we're not going to give up the freedom and and the ability to have so many people, you know, join in remotely without trouble. So these, so AR and VR will be a, a regular part of everyday life, but they were talking about this new role of um, the facilitator in these environments. They were saying that where in the past, um, a lot of stuff would have been left to the IT department to manage workplace tools. Now the tools are actually more immersive multimedia sensory elements. And actually it's going to require people who understand all of those elements and, and know how to incorporate them into the collaborative work environment in a meaningful way. And I just, I really saw that as, ah, that's our people, you know, to, to be able to be in a room. And and, uh, he actually said that there would be a a need for people to choose the right tools for certain cultures in workplace and like education environments. There's going to be someone that needs to be an advisor on which tools fit their needs. And I was just like, you're describing the audio visual industry. So um, I think that, yeah, these will be another piece of the puzzle, but they're definitely still going to need to be someone who can help make it easy to use. So that's all. Kirsten, don't you think it also was going to have this effect of allowing us to bring in new talent, younger talent, you know, et cetera, because of this? Exactly. That's exactly it. This suddenly makes it look like this is a spot, you know, everyone who's been working within the VR and AR space already. Yeah. These are the next generation of people who are thinking in a multi-sensory way automatically. And, and uh, yeah, when we talk about the gamification of everything and we talk about being able to think in, in this type of visualization and how we might use it in meaningful ways, yeah, we definitely, it's a chance to bring in new, new talent. Uh, yeah, I would argue that you, you, the ability to bring in narrative to a, uh, and give it a story, you know, why should I care? Rather, I wrote a piece years ago about uh, facted to death at Infocom 2015 or 16 or something, because you go to every booth and everyone just tells you, well, and, and another, you know, their opening line is, and another thing, here's a spec. And it's like, I'd stop with the specs. Talk to me about what actual problem you're solving. And, you know, mm-hmm. AR and VR without narrative is simply just another tool. Yeah. And narrative is the future for everything. We definitely need definitely need to start thinking in terms of that instead of just what hardware we're putting in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, last story here uh, comes to us from our friends over at AV Magazine. Uh, and by the time you have 
um, you're watching this, uh, the, the AVA Magazine Awards that will have been over. You can go back and watch them, I'm sure, on their, on their website, aviainteractive.com, and uh, see me and Chris Netto in matching smoking jackets, I guess is the best way to put that outfit that we had on I'm smoking not, hot jackets. Flammable jackets smoking hot jackets there we go smoking <laughs> hot jackets okay. more accurate you look better on fire jackets <laughs> there's the simon i miss all right uh sure is strengthening its focus on software solutions by announcing a strategic investment not purchase but a strategic investment in the finished software company uh ab wavemark uh and w- i wanted to bring this up because one of the things that that um um, first of all, AV Wavemark does is they do a lot of, of live event software um, and something that Sure has gotten into as well as uh, their wireless work uh, bench for live events plus their designer and the system on. Uh, Kirsten, one thing that I want to bring you in on this one when it comes to, you know, an audio company and Corey's here, so she's going to be able to speak to this as well getting more and more into software, right? This is, you know, we, 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 we know sure as, as you know, microphones, right? Uh, that, that is what they're known for. But increasingly, just like a lot of other manufacturers, they're putting um, their focus on the software. I think it was this week or last week, they posted another uh, position open uh, up in Niles, uh, just, just outside of Chicago, for another software engineer. So, so how important is this move to, you know, pure programming pure you know software programming uh going to be to the to the av industry especially on the manufacturing front going forward yeah i think this is definitely you know this is a plug-in this is an application this is the ability for people to do this thing everyone's talking about called live streaming <laughs> i heard it was a thing people are doing now um yes. but yeah it's definitely interesting because it, it plays in all the markets that are valuable to them and to sure and to all of us actually um just houses of worship and as events are on pause being able to live stream and everyone's looking for that actual you know to use a super old word <laughs> turnkey <laughs> solution you know they they want to be able to just go oh live streaming sure we have that and that's kind of what this is this directly applies to hey you want an auto mixer that's already built in that's doing the thinking for you. Um, here you go. And I, I think that's what it is. It's, it's all about creating a bridge between the user and and their immediate need, I think. And understanding how important software is now in AV, right? So it, it's um, customers want less hardware and they want to do as much as they can with software. And when you have a name, a traditional name like Sure doing this, I just think it just adds, you know, so much credibility to to our industry, um, they're going to be wildly successful. They're going to do. They'll bring this into enterprise. They're, they'll do many, many things with it, and uh, it, it's interesting. This is an approach QSC has as well. I mean, we we've been pitching for too long that we're really just a we're a software company and um, trying to get our industry to think differently. And so it's great to see these guys on board with that. Simon, you have the last word again, manufacturer that, that is wholly in the software business. Yeah, it's funny though, isn't it? That, um, you know, obviously Logitech, we're hardware all the way. We're keyboards and mice and, you know, video conferencing. And I would disagree boxes. with that though. Yeah, well, go ahead. Remain calm. I was, let me finish the sentence. <laughs> and the, 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 what I was about to say was, right, we're hardware all the way. And actually more than half our engineers now are software engineers. Yeah. Um, because hardware without use of software in it is pointless. And, uh, you know, of course, we're all running, people are running off the shelf types of, uh, of uh, physical hardware in the sense that a 
at a at a, a component level, and therefore doing special secret source type stuff is vitally important. So yes, software is eating the world. I think stick now now it's Steve Jobs's turn. Steve Jobs once said, "The best hardware companies build their own software," and I, I think that's true for everyone. And and he proved that out in several companies that he was with. So yes, absolutely. All right, guys, that'll uh, that'll do it for us. Thank you all so much, uh, Kirsten Nelson. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I always love being here. Uh, and how do people get a hold of you uh, if they want your uh, your fantastic wordsmith uh, talents? <laughs> you can find me on on the Twitter at uh, at Kirsten Nelson. That is my handle, much to uh, an actress's chagrin. And <laughs> uh, that's probably the best way. And you can also find me on the LinkedIn. <laughs> All right, very good. Corey Schaefer, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for having me. Great to be here and great to uh, share this time with Simon and uh, Kirsten as well. And you can find me on uh, the Twitters. Usually I'm I'm on it less and less lately, uh, but uh, I'll be on there at least once a day, I would say. And then you can find me on LinkedIn or Corey.Schaefer at QSC.com. Right, very good. And by the time this posts, it will have been Corey's birthday. Uh, so if you haven't wished her a happy birthday, go do that right this second, right now. Thank you, Tim. So happy birthday, ma'am. Thank you. Or two days ago, depending on when you're listening to this. Simon, thank you, sir. Hey, thank you, Tim. Thank you, ladies. It was always a pleasure to be on the show. Um, Obviously, I'm not on Twitter for, you know, the legal reasons. Uh, But I am on LinkedIn. Uh, Just find me on Simon Dudley. And I write the occasional thing on there as well. So go and have a look because some of it's pretty good, I think. Self-praise is no recommendation, but go and have a look anyway. Some of it is pretty good. I'm not going to say which some which part is some, is good, but some of it is so. All right, very good. Thank you all so much uh, for me for Tim Albright. Don't follow me on the Twitters, um, but go by the website if you would please. Avnation.tv. That's Avnation.tv. Find this program and a host of others. And while you're there, check out our supporter section. These are the folks who help us bring you AV Week and Resi Week and all the more. And QSD is one of those, and we thank them uh, for their incredible support. Uh, also, if you get a chance and you're not doing anything. Uh, on December 10th, you can join me and my buddy, uh, Megan Dutta, as we come together and bring you the AV Network Nation event. You'll get 4.75 CTSRUs by hanging out, out with us all day. Uh, I'm doing two, uh, two sessions. One's on the uh, AV or IP and the security of audio networking. Uh, and she is doing one on getting back to work and back to the office. Uh, as well as digital signage. So you can check that out at avnetworknation.com. Doesn't cost you anything. Just hang out with us all day and we'll be doing a happy hour as well. Um, So you can check that out. There'll also be a custom uh, cocktail you can, you know, you can have, you can make, have a signature cocktail, a signature cocktail. So yes. But you say you out. can have, you can make yourself. Sure. You can make your, well, yeah. Cause we're all virtual. It's all the thing. It's this, this is the, you know, so yeah. we'll tell you what the ingredients are ahead of time. And, you know, if I have any say about it, it'll be gin. But, you know, that's the next me. plug-in opportunity. Exactly. So I'm just saying, <laughs> A Chrome I'm just, browser plug-in for gin. I'm just saying, Ryan, I, Ryan, I Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I am totally for sale. You know, aviation gin is, 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 is actually quite good. So uh, <laughs> all of that and more the avnetworknation.com or our website avnation.tv that's avnation.tv thanks so much for listening thank you so much for watching that's all the time we have for av week